0: Welcome back to Limbock Unlocked. Raise your hand if you've ever gone through an acquisition, whether on the acquiring side or the acquired side. All y'all at Limbock and Jake Marshall should have those hands up. Rick Pollard, now branch manager of Limbock's Jake Marshall branch, tells us what it's been like integrating with Limbock since being acquired in December of 2021. His perspective sheds light on the challenges and the benefits Jake Marshall has faced and the long, illustrious history the company has had in the great state of Tennessee. I'm your host, Katie Mystery. Let's get started, shall we? Thanks for talking to me, Rick. I really appreciate it. Could you start by telling us about yourself and your history with Jake Marshall?
1: Well, uh, i served apprenticeship through, uh, plumbers and steam Fender locals 43 and I worked with Jake Marshall in part of my apprenticeship
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I've been doing this type of work for well over 50 years. Wow. And, uh, I worked myself up through the ranks with the different contractors, uh, uh, you know, apprentice, mm-hmm. chairman, mm-hmm. foreman, superintendent. Then I went in my went in business for myself in 1973, and in 1974, when I, Jake Marshall himself died in 1972. Okay. And his widow, Marie, tried to keep the company going. Wow. And in 73, 74, the partner she had at that time died unexpectedly. And Mrs. Marshall, whom, whom I did not know, mm-hmm. uh, called me and uh, uh, wanted me to come by and see her. And I I told her that I would be in Chattanooga and I would do that mm-hmm. to get some plumbing permits for my company. Mm. And uh, so I went by to see her and they had a, about $2 million worth of work, which back then is a lot of work. Sure, yeah. And uh, she asked me, she said, everybody that she talked to said that they, she need to contact me. First time I'd met the lady even though I had worked for, uh, Jake Marshall. And, uh, she asked me if I would help her close Jake Marshall, that she, uh, was about ready to close it. Uh, mm. she was, uh, I was 27 and she was 53. She told me a lot about herself and the, and the company and, uh, I told her I had my small company going and I probably would not be interested in it
2: mm-hmm.
1: but she <laughs> offered uh, me a salary plus 50% of whatever I could make with the work she had and uh, I, I I gave it some thought
2: mm-hmm.
1: my wife at that time I went home to talk to her a little bit about it and I said I'd, I'm not sure I can work without a woman over there <laughs> so, <laughs> so But anyhow, I just uh, made a a long story short. uh, I took the job, and we got along so well. She was a very, very, very smart business person, Mm -hmm. a lot that I probably needed. Mm -hmm. And so, when it came time to, uh, we started bidding work almost immediately. When my two-year agreement came up, Uh, I had a certain amount of money that I had made with the company and she asked me to uh, to stay on and, and stay in business with her. And uh, uh, I used my profits that I had made during that two year period. And, and we were partners for 17 years. Wow. And the company, uh, I bought her out uh, 17 years after 74. Uh, and uh, the company, was starting to grow and then in 1998 i sold the company to a roll-up company that i didn't know at that time was a roll-up company they bought really, uh, 17 really nice businesses wow and uh they basically ran a company in the ground and and i bought it back from the bank and uh, uh and the company grew you know we grew yeah. it Period of time when we, when I went to Jake Marshall in 1973, the book value of Jake Marshall was $65,000. Mrs. Marshall uh, told us, told me that she'd put money in it if she needed to, to mm-hmm. uh, get the work done. And, but she never put any money in the company. And so uh, we, after I bought it back in 2001, uh i used the money that i had sold the company with to expand the company and mm. so we uh i guess the old cliche the rest of it's history
2: <laughs> it is <laughs>
1: uh, uh, so it's it's uh where we were and uh and i had uh and got, got a lot of young good smart guys as as the people retired i we always uh, brought fresh people into the mm-hmm. young people. Uh, Jake Marshall is a is a very young company as far as personnel, except for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's uh, kind of where it was. And then that created some interest from quite a few different companies to buy Jake.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to that, but I'm curious yeah. even still about your your time with Jake Marshall, because you, you've really made it what it is. And it sounded, it started as a well, family I, company. I, Go ahead. I,
1: I would say my part was being able to select good people that mm.
0: uh, uh,
1: we, we became a big family. Yeah. I've, I have seen so many uh, babies born and them babies get married and <laughs> yeah. have kids. And uh, so it, we, we've always kind of had a family atmosphere at Jake Marshall. And uh, th- these people are very loyal to me, the, the ones that have retired and the ones mm-hmm. that uh, we've had them. I've got one guy that's been here for 40 years. He'd never worked anywhere else. He came to work here right out of high yeah. school. And uh, he, of course, he's one of the older guys now. And uh, that's kind of the business that we did. I took a lot of chances, rolled a lot of dice to grow the mm-hmm. government, took on projects that a lot of people would not have. Mm-hmm. I plowed a lot of it back into the company to, to have the equipment that we needed to bring uh, Jake Marshall to one of the larger uh, mechanical contractors in the Southeast.
0: Mm, nice. Well, we know from, from the work that you have done and the people you surrounded you with that you are a very successful organization, but you know, one thing I am curious about and I'm kind of hearing it in the story you're telling is the core values of the company and you said this is a family it's a family feel. Well, um what are some of those values that
1: Well the value is is always to the customers always right the old clue shedding.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: That uh, we give them the best quality, uh we don't cut any corners, we're honest, we've always been honest, the people that work here are honest and mm-hmm. that's a pretty uh, strong requirement from me to people to do what they say they'll do. Yeah. And, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: We've, uh, we've done as high as five and $6 million projects on a handshake. Mm. Uh, of course, that was back in the days before everything needs to be legal. And, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 but th- th- these people are straight shooters. I've been straight shooter with them okay. and, and, uh, paid them really well. But like I say, I've seen a lot of them retire mm-hmm. and, um, uh, some of them, a lot of them are still here, but like I said, it's a young company. Yeah. So I'd say the average of even our mechanics in the field would probably be pushing it to hit 40 years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, a lot of, lot of companies, older companies, they die on the vine because they don't replenish as they go along. And, uh, but I, I think doing a really quality job and getting it done on time Mm-hmm. And being fire with a customer it has been our—that's uh, what we're known known for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and doing a real quality. Quality is real important. Productivity. We do a lot of industrial work, and you have to perform in a, from an industrial standpoint. The mm-hmm. of of the time restraints about of manufacturing plant that doesn't start up on time and things like it's very costly to yeah to the companies so that's that's kind of way we built the company
0: yeah. around
1: those values
0: yeah those values are in many ways very similar to the Limbok family and I know that's something that it really drew us to you but I'm I am curious what made you consider joining Limbok?
1: well uh Like I said, at the time I had, uh, I knew it was time I had to do something because of my age, you know. Mm -hmm. If I'd have been 10 years younger, Limbaugh couldn't have buy it or anybody else. (laughs) I had to start thinking about the young employees that have got a lot of uh, time invested in uh, Jake Marshall. And uh, I had a lot of opportunities to sell to a lot of different people. Yeah, And uh, I think think the, the thing that, drew me more to Limbaugh than some of these other people is their their culture. Uh, uh, Limbaugh does seem to really care about their employees, which uh, in our first discussions, I made that real clear Mm -hmm. to the people that I talked to that, uh, that price was very important, but it wasn't the most important thing for me to make sure that I was comfortable with the the people mm-hmm. that took over uh jake Marshall and it, and it is a great company it's uh and and the company is the people
2: yeah
1: and uh so I think once we got to know each other <clears throat> more so that we that i felt comfortable with them i felt comfortable with the people that uh uh jay sharp and uh mm-hmm. and matt Cass that came and uh and I finally realized they weren't uh uh blowing smoke that's they, right
2: they were, yeah.
1: It was a factual, and and they've proven that to be so that they do care about their people, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I I think it became a no-brainer. I I could have could have sold the largest uh, mechanical electrical contractor in the country, but uh, that just didn't uh, appeal to me. I thought we might get lost in the shuffle. They mm. didn't come in with a with a culture that I thought that uh, would be best suited for us.
0: So people first. It's always been the people first,
1: right? Uh, I've always had an open door policy
0: mm-hmm.
1: for anybody that works at Jake Marshall. I don't care if they drive a truck or sweep mm-hmm. the floor or one of my top superintendents or Todd project manager. I've always had an open door to see to hear their side of what was going on. Yeah, and, uh, and I do have a on-the-job training in psychology. Do mm-hmm. that. I have heard a lot of different stories about a lot of different things, and they always felt comfortable discussing it with me because it was never discussed outside of my office. Mm-hmm. by me.
2: And, Yeah,
1: and the the culture I'd say was the number one thing that made my interest in and, and 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 I think also the fact that they wanted to grow the company and and they. Uh, wanted to get into the industrial sector, Mm -hmm. and I think that would be the top reasoning behind me for deciding to go with Limbach.
0: Was there anything um, challenging about the integration of the two companies?
1: It's all been (laughs) challenged.
0: All right. Uh, That's fair. uh, uh,
1: uh, Lembock and Jake Marshall are two different entities, you know, Limbok being a traded company, and us being a privately owned, mm-hmm. uh, they have rules that they have to go by uh, and that they have to follow through with. And it's been, it's been a challenge for us to to get on board with everything. Uh, I think their policies uh, were better than mine in ways, and I think they thought maybe ours were. <laughs> better than theirs so i think we both kind of went to school but we still have to meet all the policies mm-hmm. required and it's a lot and it. uh, it's there's been times uh, we've been taking a drink out of fire hydrants mm-hmm. you know trying to get this and we're not there yet we're still working on it and everybody's been patient with it mm-hmm. and uh, uh we we uh complain to each other you know
0: I was gonna ask we, how what's the general feeling
1: well the- we we complain with each other the <laughs> Old things there's a lot of different things that we have to go through and mm-hmm, uh, from a purchasing standpoint or even a uh, projects that we can bid uh, used to it was just my decision mm-hmm. and uh, we have to get permission on some things that we never did have to do, but, mm-hmm. but it's the way it has to be mm-hmm. because of the difference in the entities of the two companies. Right.
2: But we get we will
1: get there. It's, and, and we've, we've learned that some of the things that we originally thought was a waste of time is, or very, actually very helpful.
0: Oh, that's, that's good to hear. And it reminds me of the saying, all good things take time.
1: Yeah, it does. It does.
0: Yeah. Was there, has there been anything that's been real easy about the whole integration
1: uh
0: no brainers
1: i'm not sure there's been any of it easy uh but uh i think it's all worthwhile
0: worth it yeah
1: Uh, uh, you know it's it's all new Mm
2: -hmm.
1: uh uh, some of them uh i have to remind them i don't own the company anymore Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm just a branch manager at this time and when I get the complaints, I try to smooth it over a little bit, and because they all feel comfortable complaining to me, of course, and, yeah. Uh, and sometimes people just have to have somewhere to complain to or vent, mm-hmm. and we do have some of that goes on. But it, but slowly, some of the hardcore that I thought would be the most difficult to conform yeah. to Limbox cool. policies. Have actually been the easiest. Oh wow! And it's uh, it it is quite a. I think it's uh, uh, it's just the way it's it's almost like this husband and wife get married Mm -hmm. and each of them bring three kids into the marriage. (laughs) Uh, You have to integrate that slowly at a time to where they'll at least right. It leaves tolerate each other.
0: A blended family. Right. That's it. I
1: mean, that's the best way that you would it's very similar. It's very similar.
0: Yep. And it makes sense though when you're talking about it that way, because we're we are dealing with people, right? It's not just two organizations, it's two groups of people that have their ways of doing things and we're learning each other and getting to know each other, and that does take time. And I I am I'm wondering. You know, I'm talking about the challenges, talking about the good things. Where do you see this partnership between Limbach and Jake Marshall helping both organizations grow?
1: Well, uh, being a, uh, the individual owner and my age, mm-hmm. I took it as far as I could, mm-hmm. you know, is from the risk factor that I would take mm-hmm. uh, due, due to my age. and uh, I think that selling this company to a company like Limbok gave some real, uh, future to the to people that worked here, mm. uh, they, uh, you know, we're finding that Limbok is a lot of opportunities. I mean, that you can expand from here or move somewhere else or, or, or do those things. We. Uh, it, it's it's just better all the way around, and I think we can bring a lot to the table, and I think we're bringing a lot to
2: the mm.
1: table to Limbok. We're we've got our fabrication facilities, we've got our industrial background, and a lot of this industrial background is 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 Greek to the Limbok people, and mm-hmm. the and the the tiers of of construction, especially mechanical, yeah or from your fast food to your retail to your institutional to uh then industrial is the top of the heap. Yeah. It takes years to develop the kind of reputation that, that that industrial people will trust you with their work to get it done with quality, with efficiency, and on time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that by combining that, it puts LibBot uh, way down the road on it. Because yeah. people are very knowledgeable on industrial work, and we bring some other facets to it. Uh, we've got X-ray facilities, paint facilities, structural facilities. We do our own sheet metal, and uh, we find that a lot of the other companies don't do a lot of that.
0: No, no, yeah, you definitely bring a lot of great value propositions um, to us and and like you said vice versa. It is so my last you know my last question is really going back to you as a person here um, someone who's been with this organization for a long time. like you said, you started your own for a while. so you have a lot of experience in working in a business, running a business what what advice would you give you know the younger generation um, coming up in this business? to succeed and to do well?
1: Well, uh, like I say, I I, uh, started out as an apprentice Mm -hmm. and worked my way to owning the largest uh, mechanic, one of the largest mechanicals in the Southeast. And for that reason, that tells you one thing, the sky is really the limit for (laughs) for somebody wants to go. One of the things that we find with the younger generation, if you will, is their desire to work their self to the top. Uh, they, they they seem to be content with lesser, you know, and they, they make less money and and uh, they don't have the, they don't, we don't have the ambition that I've seen in, in years past mm-hmm. with the younger generation. And I'm not knocking the younger generation because there's still a lot of good people out there. Of course. I've been on the, apprenticeship committee for 35 years and used to we'd give set we'd get take applications for once a week we'd get seven or eight hundred applications Wow! we finally cut it down to two days and we'd get half that many and nowadays we will keep it open for 30 days and we'll only get 125 people because uh the younger generation uh and even their, and their parents are at fault.
2: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: they want every one of them to get a college education, which is good. It's great. It tells an employer that they stuck with something. They went with something. Uh, And the younger generation, and I'm talking about if you charted the apprenticeship, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it would start at the top and go straight to the, to the bottom because of the number of people that uh, still a lot of good people out there. You just mm-hmm. got to find them and they got to understand this work. And, uh, but really the opportunity is there for anybody that goes as far as they could choose to do. Mm-hmm. You can do it in about any industry. If you get the opportunities and work hard, but, uh, ambition lacks in our society.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And somebody has got to be ambitious because somebody, a lot of people are looking to go to work somewhere, might be.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: The the people that create the jobs are the ones that causes that to happen or helps cause that to happen. But I don't want to say for one minute it's all about me. It's these people that I've hired and Mm -hmm. and I've, I've took a lot of chances.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And grown the company, and uh, it, it, and it's very, and I, I still enjoy going to work, and that's pretty sad at my age. I still enjoy this work, <laughs> and uh, oh. but I'm I, I'm very anxious to watch these two companies blend uh, together and uh, be the kind of company I know that uh, we can help Limbok to be, and and Limbock can help Jake Marshall to be.
0: Well, I want to say thank you for being ambitious and getting us to this point where we're having this conversation and, you know, surrounding yourself with great people as well. And now we're lucky enough to know these great people. So I am, I'm grateful for your story and that you got to share that with, with me and with all of our listeners today. So thank you, Rick. Well, acquisitions are tricky beasts. But Rick's perspective here today sheds light on what it takes to integrate two organizations well. Despite its inherent challenges, the outcome sure is worthwhile. To learn more about our acquisition process and our strategy, you can check out our website. But until next time, folks, we'll catch you later.